welcome to the Killing Time Podcast. I'm Arch Grieve, and I'm your host, and it's been a while. Um, I won't repeat everything that I said already in the short promo episode I did earlier this week, but if you would like to know about more about where I've been, uh, you can listen to that and learn a little bit more. Uh, that said, it's been almost uh, a year since the last episode. Uh, lots happened, uh, lots changed, a lot stays the same. Uh, I would not have, for example, uh, predicted that we'd still be going through COVID at this point in time, but uh, that stays somewhat the same. I also wouldn't have predicted Russia invading Ukraine, so that's a little different. Um, but what stays the same is that we will be talking to people I find interesting, which brings me to today's episode. All right, my guest today goes by American in Ireland on TikTok. And she is just that, an American who moved to Ireland recently, um, Cork specifically, and she's basically living my dream of being an American expat in Ireland. So I'm excited to talk to her, find out more about her life overseas, so let's give her a call. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm doing as good as you can these days, I suppose. How are you? Yeah, uh, it's a little, uh, it's a little scary out there, but I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, thanks. Um, so I, um, you know, I, the, the way I typically do these, it's been, uh, a year since my last episode, <laughs> so I'm getting back into the hang of things. Um, but I, I just kind of jump right in to, uh, to the episodes and the interviews. So, uh, if that's okay, we can just go ahead and get started. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Um, and I already kind of, uh, did the intro for you, um, you know, before I gave you a call. So um, I'll start off by asking um, where in the world you are, and maybe uh, you could talk about why you moved there. Yeah, for sure. So I live in Cork, Ireland, or as I've been repeatedly reminded uh, to pronounce it, Ireland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we moved here about, uh, I guess, two and a half months ago at this point, at the end of uh, 2021, uh, from the east coast of the U.S. We were in Washington, D.C. Gotcha. Okay. And um, had you been to Ireland before moving there? We had not. Uh, I had always wanted to, and we had even planned a trip in 2020 to come before we even knew uh, the opportunity to move here uh, existed, <laughs> but that trip was canceled, understandably, and uh, when I came here in December, it was my first time being here. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> very cool, though. <laughs> um, I noticed, uh, well, actually, I'll ask first. I- I'm curious, you know, going, I mean, traveling anywhere, especially moving somewhere, I'd imagine there's probably some culture shocks that you've experienced. Um, have, have there been any of those? Yeah, so I would say that differences in vocabulary, like, you know, there is, um, you know, for the most part, a shared language. You know, Irish is a beautiful language, but is not uh, spoken as often as English is here. Um, But even, you know, sharing a language like English, um, the vocabulary for things are so different. And even like turns of phrase are, you know, I've answered a lot of questions incorrectly (laughs) to say that (laughs) since I've been here. Um, And then, you know, I've 
lived in a lot of different places, so kind of understanding different dialects is something I've had a lot of practice with, but, um, you know, has also taken a lot of getting used to. A lot of people tell me that Cork accents uh, are hard to understand, even for people who are Irish and have lived in Ireland their whole lives. Okay. Um, But it's a beautiful dialect. I, I, I really love it, but I do have to ask people to come again a couple times. <laughs> it's understandable. And do they usually, I mean, are people pretty, you know, welcoming there? Oh, incredibly welcoming. I mean, Cork is very much like, a, it's a very cosmopolitan city. It's, you know, a lot of people call Cork uh, the real capital of Ireland. Uh, hmm. And, you know, there's also, people call it like the People's Republic of Cork. <laughs> like it kind of <laughs> has its own um, culture. And uh, University College Cork is here, which is, uh, you know, I would, from my perspective, it's like the second largest institution in the entire country. So there are a lot of international students, a lot of faculty from around the world. Uh, so people have been very welcoming. And um, it's great to see how you know diverse and multicultural the city is. Right, that's awesome. Um, one one video I saw on your uh, TikTok account that you did, I was really curious about, um, and it was uh, you did a video like on the cost of living in Ireland versus the U.S. And um, I'm wondering, can you talk a little bit about maybe what some of the differences differences are, or uh, is one notably more or less expensive than the other? Yeah, for sure. So. I guess I would start by just saying, like, there's a lot more variability in the United States in terms of cost of living um, than there is in Ireland. I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot of variability in in all kinds of things everywhere. Um, But I grew up in South Carolina, but have lived most recently in Washington, D.C. And so, you know, the cost of living in South Carolina uh, was probably comparable or less than the cost of living here in Ireland. Um, But the cost of living in Washington, D.C. was much greater. So some pieces of that puzzle, I suppose. Um, You know, the the first obvious one is housing. Um, It's really expensive to find, like, an accommodation here in Ireland. There's a serious housing shortage that's happening Um, and is really impacting uh, the people who live here. Uh, You know, the problem of not having enough homes to house people is a serious problem and uh, was a problem that, you know, living in Washington, D.C., we also saw. Um, So while the cost of living for housing in Ireland uh, is, like, an issue here, uh, it has, it's about half the price, (laughs) half the cost uh, for us Um, than it was living in Washington, D.C. But I think that just says more about Washington, (laughs) D.C. than it does um, about Ireland. Yeah. It is pretty crazy expensive there, I've heard, so that makes sense. But but some other things, like, you know, in the States, you have, like, a water utility bill. Mm -hmm. You don't have that here. Um, Hmm. I really love that water is free here because, you know, you need it to survive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. They, they tried to start charging Irish people for water a few years back, and the people stood in opposition to that so strongly that the government backed down from that proposal, and I think that's pretty awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then when it comes uh, to like energy costs, um, I honestly we thought it was going to be a lot more expensive than it turned out being. So I made a TikTok on that too that I need to revise after <laughs> we got our first bill because it, it ended up not being nearly as much as it um, as we predicted it would be. Um, but it still apparently has gone up significantly just in the past couple of years. So. You know, it's all about perspective um, when, you know, how expensive things are. Right. That makes sense. Um, so, I'm really curious because I mentioned in my intro that you're kind of living my dream of living in another country. And um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm i curious, you know, like logistically what all is involved, you know, to move to another country. And I, I know you did a couple um, videos about that and you had some ship, some sh- stuff shipped there, right? So how was the whole moving process for you? Yeah, you know, it it was interesting because we were kind of living beyond our means in Washington, D.C. Um, we were, we lived in a home that we, you know, were planning on renting out half of the home, like renting out a unit. And then we found that being landlords was too icky for us. We just didn't want to have anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um and we were also foster parents, so having a big space made sense for us because, you know, we had kid care, and so that, that space was, was useful. Um, and it was, when um, we weren't able to continue fostering because my mother, who um, was really at risk, was living with us, and the kind of transient nature of, you know, people coming in and out of the home just wasn't something that we could uh, continue doing for her health and safety. So, so when we were in DC, like we were ready to like downsize our life. So when we started packing, we were really packing in the spirit of we're going to (laughs) move somewhere. Uh, And we weren't quite sure what that was going to mean or what that was going to look like. Um, so from there, we started kind of just exploring what the possibilities were. And uh, it's actually kind of a funny story <laughs> because um, my partner applied for a job. And in the application, it said that the job was full citizens and the children of EU citizens. Um, my partner is the child of an EU citizen, but hadn't uh, like confirmed their EU citizenship yet so um, you know it was kind of like oh let's you know give it a go I mean technically (laughs) you're eligible for the position so why not why not try Um, and he was ultimately successful with that post Um, but they found out that you know he himself didn't have like confirmation that he was an EU citizen he just kind of was in theory not literally they were like, that's not what we meant on the application, actually. So that application has been revised since then. It does not seem that anymore. Um, Wow. And, yeah. (laughs) So they were like, yeah, we actually meant, like, you know, the child of an EU citizen residing in the EU, not, like, an American whose parent uh, an EU citizen. So that was, like, November 2020. Um, interviewed and he was offered the position in December of 2020 Uh, 
but they're like, you know, we'll hold the position for you for six months if you can get all your paperwork together. And he had started getting his paperwork together in like September of 2020, mm-hmm. but that still is like a, you know, it takes years to, you know, of hiring translators and, um, you know, sending paperwork back and forth uh, to get to get citizenship confirmed and to get a passport in hand. Wow. Um, but we were really persistent. Um, throughout 2021, we had no idea if, you know, that opportunity was going to come to fruition, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but they kept holding the job for him. <laughs> and so, wow. you know, every, you know, six months passed and he was like, you know, I don't have it yet, but I'm really close. Like <laughs> just one more thing. And it was always just one more thing. Um, but then he finally did have every, actually, we actually had a false start. He actually came to Ireland in June of 2021, but didn't have sufficient paperwork and couldn't start the job and had to come home. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> that was, that's that was a bummer. It was, it was. But then in November, he finally had his information. And then in two weeks, like he was moved. We were confirming um, shippers to, to ship our stuff and everything. And, um, we had already started the process of, you know, how to bring our pets over back in June happened. So mm-hmm. we, we understood the process, but we actually started like following through on making the appointments and, um, just getting everything in order. So he came over in November, early November, 2021. Um, and then I met him here six weeks later, uh, mid December. Gotcha. Okay. And so does that mean, were you all considering other countries in the EU, or was it always going to be Ireland? Or Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so Ireland was, had, was the only country that had a job opportunity that was, like, viable. Um, okay. Both Ireland and Malta are the only countries in the EU now that have English as an official language. Um so you yeah. know, that's that's a big piece. We're monolingual, so right. you know finding work um, would have been challenging in another country. But my husband was um, my partner was like, learning Swedish on Duolingo, oh. uh, j- just in case right. <laughs> he could find a, a post in Sweden. But you know, at, by the time he was offered the job, we weren't even close to have him having citizenship. So this was really the only job that that he applied for. Um, so it all felt really serendipitous, like the timing, um, the, the post that, that he got, like it, it all felt really good. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. We uh, were considering West Virginia. That was... Oh, <laughs> that'd be a little different. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a lot different. Yeah. You can, you know, uh, get DC salaries in West Virginia, mm-hmm. <laughs> believe it or not. So. Well, so um, I have... Uh, my wife and I went to Ireland, like, <clears throat> I want to say it was 2010, maybe. And then I got to go back um, for work maybe a couple years ago now. Um, and I, I love the country. It's beautiful. Um, we didn't have um, much time at all, though, when we went to Cork. Uh, but we did make it to uh, the English market, which I loved. <laughs> I'm wondering, could you talk yeah. about that a little bit? Maybe tell people what that is. We have not had the opportunity to travel at all. Um, 
we don't have a car. <laughs> we oh, okay. walk everywhere. And we have a dog, so we can't, like, take the bus to go explore kind of other parts of the country. So yeah. um, I'd love to hear about about your, your travels. But, yeah, the English market is awesome. I am kind of curious on how people feel here about it being called the English market, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was too. Um, not really. I, I think maybe I've heard people say that it's just kind of like what it's always been called. So they don't, <laughs> they don't really yeah. care too much, but I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a really cool market. It's like, um, you know, in Cork city center, they're kind of, betwe- the market is between, uh, several buildings. So there are like different entrances from the outside and you walk in. Um, and it's very much like a, you know, it reminds me of like, kind of like Pike's Place. Is that what it's called in Seattle? Mm, Um, Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, it's not as like open and like outdoorsy as that is, but it's just like a a central marketplace and has, um, it's where we get all of our produce because the produce there is just so incredible. Um, but there are a lot of different like businesses, mostly small businesses, um, that are kind of like nestled in this space. Um, there's really beautiful tile work and there's a little fountain that like I haven't seen on or anything like that. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's just a really kind of fun bustling space. Uh, the last time I was there actually, you know, they've lifted, uh, like all of the COVID restrictions here. Well, not all of them, but many of them. Mm-hmm. And so the last time I was there, they were actually peeling off the, uh, stickers on the floor of like the social distancing or physical distancing stickers and like oh, wow. yeah that was kind of wild to to see i think i was lucky to kind of see it bustling again in, in that way because mm-hmm. it hadn't been for so long right no that's really i i don't know i just that place stuck out to me for some reason when we visited because i i just thought it was really cool i wish we could have been in cork longer um I'm curious, what are your, what are the other favorite parts of the city that you have, that you've explored so far? Oh, yeah, well, I, I live on the north side, and, um, the north side is really beautiful, it's kind of uphill from Cork City Center, mm-hmm. which, and from, like, the Lee River that runs through Cork, and okay. there are just beautiful views from the top of the hill that kind of, you can see, uh, like, St. Finbar's Cathedral from the top of the hill, and, um, you can see on, like, the hills on the south side, like, the sun kind of going over the green space on the other side of the city, and, um, I absolutely, I love where we live. Um, it sounds like from what I hear from other people that the north side of Cork you know, maybe has been, like, underserved by the council. Um, this is just me going off of, like, what I've heard from, from other people who, who live here. Sure. And that, you know, there's, like, they call, you know, like, what we would call in the states, like, Section 8 housing. It is called council housing here. Okay. So the north side has more of uh, those kind of accommodations. Um, so it, it kind of, you know, are, like, when we were looking for places, the person who was helping us look asked us like three times, like, are you sure you want to live here? Uh-huh. And 
you know, coming from D.C., we found that to be, like, absolutely ridiculous because, like, the most dangerous part of, of Cork is, you know, safer than the safest part of D.C., you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not scared or intimidated, but I can't tell you how many times people comment on my TikToks, like, walk to, you know, walk down the road there and you'll be in trouble. And I'm like, dude, like, I've, I've, I've lived down the road there. <laughs> like, it's fine. I should have looked this up beforehand. Probably, I'm. I have no idea how big Cork is, like population-wise. Do you have a sense of that? I do, and this is like a really. I don't know why I need to like make comparisons, but I, I find it interesting. Um, so Cork's population, uh, excuse me, Ireland's population is like you know four to five million people, mm-hmm. um, and that's about the same size as my home state of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, geographically, like the area of each is also pretty comparable. <laughs> um, so I, that that's always been fascinating to me. But uh, the city where I'm from in South Carolina is the largest city in South Carolina, and it's like half the size population-wise of Cork. Cork is about, I want to say like, little over 200,000 people, like 230,000 people. Okay. Uh, but what I love about it is, you know, it's it's very central. It's very dense um, in, like, the where people live. You can walk, you know, from I feel like from anywhere in city center, you can walk 45 minutes and be in a field. Um, nice. <laughs> you know, depending on how quickly you walk, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, like, from where we are on the north side, there are, like, fields, you know, to the north of us directly. And then you can see, kind of, on the hills to the south, more green fields. Like, it's not just, you know, houses upon houses. Right. Nice. Okay. That's really cool. I, um, well, I guess you did ask, I forgot, you asked about, kind of, my trip a little bit. Um, I, I guess I can tell you just, you know, briefly, we... We kind of did like a uh, a circle around the whole island, I guess, um, and uh, we went. Uh, we flew into Dublin, um, hung out there for a few days, and then we went up north. Um, 
we didn't make it to Belfast, unfortunately, but we made it to some other places um, in Northern Ireland, and then um, went over to the west, and we were in, um, what was the name of that little, oh, Dingle, we were in Dingle for a little while, um, then we swung down along the south, I guess, and we stopped in Quirk, we stopped at the... Um, Oh, I'm just blank. Is it the Blarney? The Blarney Stone? The mm-hmm. castle? Yeah. We did that, you know. Uh, and um, nice. Then we went back up to Dublin. But um, but I, I loved every bit of it. It was it was awesome. Um, and uh, then the last time I went, we, we got to go out and see the, uh, the Cliffs of Moher. And um, mm. that was really cool. Although kind of scary. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, but it was it was neat. So um, yeah, whenever I see videos of the cliffs of more, I don't understand how people are that close to the edge. Like, well, and, and <laughs> people people die there like every year. <laughs> so, oh God! I I've read that and like it's like a a story every year. Someone you know falls off the edge of the cliff, like taking a selfie or something like that, and um and and then I I noticed too. There's like a um, it seems like what's like a small chapel almost kind of thing they have next to it. And I don't know if that's because like a lot of people go there to, um, you know, in their lives or what, but it's kind of fascinating. Um, but, um, but they don't really, they don't really like you to go past like the boundary there, <laughs> but then everybody just jumps the fence and walks along the coast. So, um, so yeah, it's I will not be that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but it, it was really, there were pretty amazing views. So, oh, and we did go out and to one of the Aran Islands, um, the smallest one. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and that, that was a lot of fun too. Um, but that was, that was about it. So. What was your favorite, uh, or most memorable spot? Uh, I... I really loved Dublin a lot. Like, I think that's probably my favorite big city, one of my favorite big cities that I've ever been to. Um, I don't know. It doesn't feel as big as it is, I guess, to, in, in some ways. And yeah. I just love the atmosphere. I love going to... I do like going to the bars and things like that. So uh, I love the Temple Bar area and everything. And... Uh, just all the stuff there is to see, so that was that was probably my favorite place to be. And then of well, course, that? I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, of course the I, I had to do the the Guinness Tower, you know, and see uh-huh. uh, go up in the top of that and everything. Uh, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say you talking about Dublin remind you. You know, you asked like, how did we prepare for the move? Mm-hmm. One of the silliest things that we probably did to prepare for the move was watch, like, every episode of International House Hunters <laughs> yeah. on Ireland. Mm-hmm. We didn't That's smart. Know, yeah, when he got the position, we also didn't know if in Dublin or Cork, and we were really hoping for Cork. Um, okay. I, I could describe, you know, Cork is just, it's on the coast in the south, so it's just it's super sunny. Like, it's sunny right now. Like, I'm looking at blue skies, and... If I were to tell someone that in Dublin, I have a, I have the feeling <laughs> that they would say, like, no, it's not what he's talking about. Like, yeah. We haven't seen the sun in days. Um, so 
we were really hoping for Cork, uh, but yeah, like we were speaking every episode that we could of International House Hunters, and you know, we're still wondering if we could, you know, we might reach out to them because you know it's a good little stipend. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> to, to help finance the move and. You know, we've heard about how they shoot them, so us already being here shouldn't disqualify us. Yeah. That's too bad. That would have been really cool. Um, Well, um, one of my other questions I have was, um, you've done some videos about this, but um, I'm wondering if you could just talk a little bit about, you know, what does someone need to do if they wanted to move to Ireland? Like, I know there's uh, pretty tight boundaries, I guess, around what, you know, what qualifies, uh, who qualifies to be able to move there. And, um, I'm just curious if you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it really, you know, boils down to like, you know, the who and the what, I guess. Like if you have connections to Ireland or to other EU countries, like kind of exploring that connection, um, is a great place to kind of, you know, see if you're eligible for citizenship um we you know my my partner had a path to citizenship uh through his mother which was like really straightforward um but there were other paths for him um some countries uh had opportunities you you know he comes from a culture that's been persecuted and there are countries that have you know offered you know, citizenship to persecuted peoples who can uh, show that they have uh, ancestry in those countries. So that's like another potential path. Um, but, you know, if you, you don't have paths to citizenship through ancestry or anything like that, uh, I think the, the next best thing is, you know, education. So there are some people I know here that uh, came to Cork for like a study abroad or they came to Cork to do some postgraduate work, you know, either a doctorate or a master's degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, from that, we're able to, to, you know, find work, um, through that. Uh, the best thing to do is, you know, to kind of look into what the, the critical skills jobs are. Um, there are people I follow on TikTok that, for example, are healthcare workers, that uh, there are a couple paths for healthcare workers because there's such a need here in Ireland hmm. to emigrate from anywhere around the world, not just the U.S. Um, so I definitely know that that is an option as well. Um, if I didn't have the connection of my partner, I would probably seek going back to school here. And then, you know, looking at what uh, what the critical skills are, what the paths to kind of getting a visa sponsored are, um, and just kind of, and the one that is best match of my interests and my passions and what the country needs. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, coming here, it's, you know, you want to you contribute <laughs> and, uh, you know, there, it is hard. It's hard to, to prove that the skills that you have are skills that, you know, can't be satisfied by people within Ireland or within the EU. Right. Um, that being said, I also know people 
who, you know, Ireland is uh, the base for a lot of international um, Microsoft, um, especially tech companies, Microsoft, um, Apple, uh, Amazon, they all have headquarters in Ireland. Uh, and then the pharmaceutical companies, there are a lot of pharmaceutical companies with uh, headquarters here in Ireland. Hmm. So if you have connections to to those lines of work, um, I do know people who have like within their company changed teams. So maybe they were you know living in California working for Google, for example, um, and then within Google they looked for opportunities uh, in for dub teams that were based in Dublin, um, and big multinational companies like that have the means to sponsor visas in a way that. You know, even like the universities within Ireland or businesses within Ireland may not be able to. Um, okay. You know, that's not really going to be relevant to most people, but I do know people that that have come here through that route. Interesting. Okay. I got to figure out my path there. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what I, do you study? Like, uh, uh, well, I uh, so I teach political science at a local community college here um but i only have my master's I, I think i looked after one of your tiktoks it looked like you had to pretty much have a phd in order to be able to uh, move over is that is that accurate you know i think that they so they qualify things slightly differently here okay. um so like what we would consider a master's degree um you know they would also can like they would call it like postgraduate, but they a lot of postgraduate programs have like various levels. Um, so I mean, I, I think that you would probably qualify. Um, and there are needs, uh, you know, within education. I'm not sure what that the needs are all that high within higher education. Um, but with the pandemic and you know being an educator, I know from personal experience takes. Uh, a certain person with a certain level of passion and mm-hmm. care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, I do think that that could be something worth looking into. There's a, uh, there's also, you know, about ten years ago when I started uh, my my career in education, I also got connected with a company called Search Associates, um, and they're basically like a head cut, uh, and it, that's just one of these type companies. But there are basically like education headhunting companies where hmm. they um where educators can like apply and then go to these like mass hiring events where international schools um around the world hire candidates um through that so okay you know that's how they'll hire like you know for i think it was mostly like boarding schools or like private catholic schools in europe um and then, you know, really all schools around the world just looking uh, for, like, a native English speaker to um, come and be an educator. Interesting. Okay. Well, that gives me some hope then, so that's good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I know a lot of people who have done it, too, and um, loved it. Like, you know, the people I know who did it uh, kind of did, like, did it for, like, two to three years and then came back to the States, but I would imagine that that, you know, it, it could be a potential path to something more long-term. Interesting. Okay. Um, and, you know, feel free to answer this or not. I'm, are you still doing education over there, or have you moved into a different field? Or 
from uh, working in education, but like education adjacent, I guess. Okay. <laughs> quite as a serious question, but I did see one of your videos on um, shopping, and I'm curious, what is, have you landed on what the best tea in Ireland is, or <laughs> have you figured that out? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I would say, first off, like, just all the tea, I, I did not expect my tea consumption to increase as exponentially <laughs> as it did since moving here, but there's just something about being here that just makes you want to drink tea yeah. all the time. <laughs> um, Makes sense. And I, you know, the Irish teas, though, they're really strong. Um, but, you know, I want to, I'm going to go with the crowd here in, like, Southern Ireland and say that, that berries is is the way to go in terms berries. of tea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Good Lions is more of a, a, a Dublin uh, tea. So berries is... Uh, where the loyalty is down here. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, so, do you, I'm I'm also curious. You know, did you all uh, leave family back in the United States? Did they have thoughts on your move? Are they excited? Are they sad you guys moved? Both. Um, especially for our kids. Um, 
like one of our kids in particular is so excited to come visit us um and he met like we asked him like a while ago like you know do you want to travel to another country and like he had no interest of traveling to another country but now that we're here like he's really interested in it and he's always asking us questions about how things are different here and even just like you know, it never, it never really like sunk in with him, like how time zones work. <laughs> it's like five hours later for us here um, until we moved here, and I, I don't know. I can just like see that kind of like, kind of like interest and excitement about the world outside of DC really kind of sparked in him since since we moved, and I think that that you know that means something. Like there's value there. But, oh yeah, for but sure. We do miss him a lot. That's awesome. Um, I gotta say, I'm always happy when my friends uh, move overseas because then we get to go visit them, and <laughs> that's always fun. So. Well, I was actually so I made it all. I made like all of my friends through TikTok here, and I say, yeah. like I've been hanging out with people so much more since I moved here, which I was not expecting. Um, but I was actually talking to someone today about how, like, you know, we lived in DC for five years. And all of our friends were like, oh, we're going to come visit sometime, you know? Like, we're going to visit. They never visited. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so now we're in Ireland, and they actually have plans to visit. And we're like, oh, so that's what we had to do. We had to move <laughs> to another country. Just to had to sweeten out. the deal a little bit there, yeah. Exactly. Make it a little, little, more, little more interesting. That's funny. Um, I was curious about, um, and I'm, I always wonder, like, what is it like you know, making friends in a new country? Have you, you know, I know you haven't been there super long, but are there friends you've made or have you found other expats there? Yeah, so first off, our neighbors are so lovely. Um, I wouldn't say we've, like, kind of gotten to the friends level necessarily, Mm -hmm. Um, but we live, like, in you know, what's called here as, like, an estate, like, a, you know, a group of homes, like, similar homes, mm-hmm. um, and there's, like, there's always, like, kids outside playing, and, you know, the kids will come and, like, ask us about our dogs and our cats and stuff, and in a way that there just kind of wasn't that kind of community or, like, that, um, but there's so much less stranger danger here mm-hmm. <laughs> than there was in, in D.C., at least. And our neighbors have, like, come over and given us plants. We've already had neighbors, like, give us rides places just because they, like, saw us and we looked like we needed one, you know? <laughs> like, people have just been, like, so, so nice. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then, you know, TikTok, uh, surprisingly, like, I don't really, like, reveal much about myself, but I've made two pretty close friends through TikTok that live here in Cork. Um, one is, uh, you know, uh, American and has been here for, you know, 10 plus years. Um, and the other is Canadian and has been here for, um, a couple of years. And I actually was hanging out with, um, one of them today and hanging out with the other one tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's just a lot more socializing than I was doing in DC. Um, that's good. Yeah, and it's nice that, you know, I, I've always kind of fallen into the trap of being a little too consumed with work um, and, like, making friendships through work. And, like, friendships through work 
you know, they, they rarely kind of sustain themselves after you're done with that job, in my experience at least. Right. Um, and so it's been nice that I don't really feel the pressure because there's that like opportunity to be friends um, and have that like shared experience and like network with people who you know, have also come here from other countries. Like there's like that connection to that group of people. I, I don't feel like I have to make my friends at work or something like that's the only avenue for friendships, um, which is surprising. I didn't I didn't think I thought I would be feeling a lot more lonely. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm glad you're not. That's awesome. Um, Thank you. Well, and I met you, right? Yeah, there you <laughs> go, too. Yeah. Uh, Dayton, Ohio is not as much fun to visit, but, you know, you're always welcome. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, well, you're going to need to let me know the next time that, that you come here. Yeah, well, for sure, yeah. Um, speaking of travel, um, you know, if you guys do rent a car or something or find a, a friend to give you a ride, where... Where's the first place you want to visit in the country? Yeah, so if it's like if we have like a day, then uh, West Cork definitely. Um, I've just heard such beautiful things about kind of like the just like the ocean and the countryside to the west of the city mm-hmm. that I definitely want to check that out. Um, if we have a little bit more time. I definitely want to do, like, the Wild Atlantic Way uh, trip uh, and hopefully make my way, like, I'd like to go as far north as, like, County Mayo. Um, Mm. I have a personal connection to Mayo um, and would would really like to be there. I do hear that this time of year it does nothing but rain, kind of, like... Or as people say here, just nonstop like pissing. I guess is mm-hmm. how it's described. Um, but you know, uh, you know, up to Limerick, Galway, um, and really just you know as as far up the west coast as we can go. Um, I'm a little less interested in like I'm definitely interested in going to Dublin, uh, but I've found since moving here like I've always been attracted to being in the city like that's always been what I've wanted was Mm -hmm. like to be close to city center as possible but since I've moved here I don't know if it's getting older or it's just how beautiful the landscape is here but I want to be in the countryside like Mm. um, I'd much rather visit you know the middle of nowhere (laughs) and do like a walk along a river than like go to a go to a city or a town sure no that makes sense I um I I think I like both parts I don't know which I like more though so (laughs) that would be hard (laughs) um what is since moving there favorite food favorite drink yeah well I don't know there's something about like you know getting to a coffee or a tea at a shop here it's like, you know, I mean, I'm comparing it to D.C. where, like, you know, you can't get, like, a beverage for less than $5 right. or whatever. But, um, I, I love going out and getting a tea or a coffee at a shop and then and being in the park. Like, that's my favorite thing. Um, we've been, you know, Irish food is uh, generally pretty uh, 
Mm-hmm. And we're vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I call myself an aspiring vegan. Like, I'm not all the way there, but I, I, I do make choices to be, like, as close to vegan as possible. Okay. So I haven't been able to, like, enjoy some of the, like, local cuisine and, like, dishes here that are often recommended. Um, because... Yeah. They generally have meat, um, but we've been making a lot of stew, like really just eating like really warm liquid (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of is like the best thing to to do here. Nice. And then is is tea the favorite beverage or do you you enjoy Guinness or... uh, (laughs) uh, you know, I have a gluten allergy. I'm just, like, not very uh, fun. Bummer. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, all of the, like, traditional things. Like, uh, you know, I don't really, really drink too too often. Um, you know, even outside of that. But uh, it does, I do kind of feel like I'm missing out, though, being here of all places and not being able to, like, have a beer at a pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a shame. I'm sorry. Is whiskey the same? Does whiskey have gluten? I don't know. It it does. Okay. Um, although some people will like try to make claims that like it doesn't technically, but like if I took a shot of whiskey, I would like it would not be good. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Understand. Um, what would you say is the best part about living there, as you see it so far? Um. You know, I would describe it as, like, quality of life. You know, uh, in, in my experience, at least, so there's just a really overwhelming sense of fear in the U.S. Um, you know, because that's all I know. I can't really compare it to anywhere else. Um, and I just don't have that feeling here. Like, I, you know, with the pandemic, um, I honestly got pretty... Uh, consumed in my thoughts around like being outside and like uh really got to a point where I was like avoiding it for like long periods of time and just like going outside took a lot of like mental fortitude to like make happen um and I was kind of it had been developing honestly before the pandemic um but then it got really bad in DC and since moving here I, I don't feel that way. It's like walking out the front door with the dog for a walk or, you know, going over to, like, meet a friend for a drink. Like, those things would have taken a lot more energy for me to do. Um, and, you know, that's just my own experience. Um, but it just, it, it feels more peaceful here. Um, I also just think, like, so because the, it, it's so rainy here, the clouds kind of sit lower in the sky. Huh. And... Because it's so windy, the sky is just always changing, and you can always just look outside and see the sky moving, and I just find something about that to be absolutely beautiful, and I just kind of like, I want to be outside, I want to hear the wind and see the clouds, um, and I don't know, I just wasn't feeling that, uh, where I was in the U.S. Nice. I, you know, when you talked about, like, quality of life and everything, that made me think I'd... I, this is probably a very American question, but what is the healthcare situation like for people who move there? Um, do you, you know, get state-provided healthcare once you move there and become? Or I'm just curious yeah. how it works. Yeah, that's a great question, and 
a question that, you know, we really should have sorted out by now because <laughs> um, I actually had, like, right before moving here, I had an eye injury, and mm. I'm still experiencing pain from it, and I need to go to a doctor, and I haven't. Mm. Um, so it's something we, we need to sort out. But basically, um, there is a private health insurance system here, and uh, there's also the, the public system. So as, like, residents, we are not eligible to receive uh, the care from the public system. I think we have to be here. We have to be residents full-time paying taxes. It's either for three or five years oh, wow. before we can qualify for those benefits. Um, so we aren't able to receive that. But one of like, the healthcare system is actually one of the biggest complaints I hear from people who live here in Ireland, mm. um, specifically that there's like really long waits to receive care. Mm. Um, and if you have private health insurance, those waits aren't as long. So mm. that you know, is a, you know, I'm not like comparing it to the U.S. at all, but you know that does have its own issues, kind of rooted in classism. Right. Um, that that they experience here. So, like, we looked into health insurance. Like, so we would have to, you know, we could pay out of pocket without health insurance, but it would be it would take us a really long time to get an appointment. Um, like for my eye injury, they were saying like, "We'll see you in six weeks unless your vision is being uh, impaired and it's an emergency. Then we can see you this week. But if it's not an emergency." and you don't have health insurance, it's going to be six weeks. If you do have health insurance, maybe two to three weeks. Okay. Um, and then health insurance would be like around like 100 to 150 euro a month for us. Uh-huh. Um, and that would be both of us. Um, wow. Yeah, which is less than what we were paying in the States, though. But, oh, it, sure. um, but then out of pocket, you know, each visit to the... <laughs> The eye doctor I was seeing in the States, my copay after insurance was like $20, right? Mm-hmm. But my bill was like $420. Like every appointment, the insurance was being billed $420. And I had to go f- five times in one week. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> here, it would be like 60 or 80 euro an appointment without health insurance. Wow. That's crazy. So, All right. Yeah. That might have been a little uh, disorganized because we're still trying to figure it out ourselves. Um, but, you know, it's it's imperfect as it is everywhere. And, um, yeah, it's certainly... They actually just started a program here in Ireland where if you're on a waiting list to receive care, that you can go to another EU country, get the care... And then the Irish government will reimburse you for the cost so mm-hmm. that you can get the service done. And it's like a new thing just in the past couple of weeks that they've come out with because it's such a problem um, with the, the long waiting lists. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, once again, like, you know, you have to have money to be able to wait to be reimbursed and travel to another country right. to get, you know, providers. So it's, it's not... Yeah, you know, it's, it's an imperfect system. Sure. Well, I have to ask, do you ever think you're coming back to the United States? Or I know it's early on in the move, but are you, were you, did you move there with the anticipation of staying there for the long haul? Or? Yeah, um, 
I do not plan to move back to the United States. Um, you know, I'm open to life happening and, and things changing, but I am, you know, I, I know what the path to citizenship here is in Ireland, and um, I'm, I'm working towards it. So I hope nice. that five years from now I can be, like, Irish in Ireland or something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll look forward to the name change. Um, I, uh, I, I always like to end, uh, every episode, uh, because I started this whole podcast by like, you know, just killing some time <laughs> and, um, yeah. I, it feels like, uh, um, we're still doing that to some extent, but, um, I like to ask what, you know, have you, is there a favorite book, TV show or podcast that you've watched or listened to or, or whatever recently? Or, or just period, I guess. Yeah, that's a great question, and I'm really bad at answering that kind of stuff. On this <laughs> spot, to be honest, um, I'm I, I'm not big on podcasts. So I'll just I'll just be honest. I sure. I um, I do watch a lot of television, and uh, I'm trying to think of of what's been particularly good lately. You know, it's interesting because over here there's there's far less um, options. Like, there's no Hulu. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, for example. So, you know, adjusting to that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, when it comes to, like, killing time, I have to say uh, a lot of the time that I kill is really uh, doing non-profit work related to education that, um, like, I, I run a non-profit. Oh, really? And so, I, yeah, and so I do a lot of, um, kind of, like, free education work. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. I don't know if that has meaning to you. Um, but I joke sometimes that, like, projects are my love language. Like, okay. if I do a project with you, it's, like, it's, like, my, my form of showing how I care about you. Um, gotcha. But, no, I, I'll have to think more about that, because nothing comes to mind, but long yeah. two-hour walks with my dog every day is, is how I'm supposed to kill time. Well, that sounds pretty good, too. I, I will say, I don't know if you've ever, do you get Netflix over there still? Yes, we do. It's a little different, but I'm always looking for recommendations. If, have you ever seen Dairy Girls? Yeah, I love, I it love too. that. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, um, that's probably my favorite Irish show, I guess. Um, recently, at least. So. Yeah, that and there's a show called Young Offenders. I believe. Have you ever seen that? No, I don't think so. It's pretty silly. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do like Dairy Girls more personally. Um, isn't there like a second season coming out soon? You might be right. I don't know. I'm not. I don't keep up with them as well. I just whenever they're on, I just like to watch them. So. Yeah, it's it's a great show. I, I may or may not have like watched the first season more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Understand. Um, well, and of course, people can find you on TikTok, uh, American in Ireland. Uh, it's like American underscore in underscore Ireland, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Anything else you? I don't know if you. Do you want to talk about the nonprofit at all? I didn't know about that. So. Yeah, um, I feel like 
identify me. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> talk about it. No worries. Um, more than happy to talk to you about it, and I will say that you know, nonprofits that you know support education and educational opportunities. Just you know, when when you see them, support them is what I would say to the broader audience because you know we're not the only one that that's doing great work. There's there's so many amazing organizations. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking with me, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of your uh, your videos uh, moving forward. Um, I thanks. I hope everything goes well, uh, continues to go well with the move. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure, and honestly, you know, stay in touch. I'd be happy to just chat anytime. Awesome, we'll do. Uh, well, take care. Thanks again. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Alright, that was my interview with American in Ireland. Um, I didn't mention it at the beginning, but um, obviously she's uh, not necessarily as wanting to uh, uh, reveal her identity uh, as much as I am comfortable doing on (laughs) on this TikTok and uh, podcast thing, uh, which I totally respect and appreciate, um, but that is why I did not, uh, you know, tell you her name or anything but um definitely go follow her if you're not on tiktok get on there and um once you're on look for american in ireland and there are some great uh, episodes not episodes sorry i'm thinking about the podcast there's some great videos that she has um i really appreciate her coming on um thank you for listening and if you wouldn't mind sharing this episode with a friend or giving me a review or you know, doing something to, to help spread the word. I would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, take care, everyone, and I hope you have a great week. Mm-hmm.